Hello and welcome to the podcast on jfm.co. This week we are shedding light on mental fitness. Please remember to share remarks and comments on our social media platforms. Enjoy. Mental health includes our emotional, psychological and social well-being. It affects how we think, how we feel, how we act. It also helps determine how we handle stress, relate to others and make choices. Mental health is important at every stage of life from childhood and adolescence through adulthood. Over the course of your life, if you experience mental health problems, your thinking, mood and behavior could be affected. Many factors contribute to mental health pro- problems rather, and they include biological factors such as genes or brain chemistry, life experiences such as trauma or abuse, family history or mental health problems. Mental health problems are common but help us um understand ourselves better people with mental health problems can get better and many recover completely so to put this into perspective we have muslim isaac who happens to tell me that there's a difference between a psychiatrist and and a what and a psychologist like i explained earlier when we were having our brief talk yeah, yeah. a psychiatrist is somebody who specializes in medicine first mm-hmm. and then proceeds to do masters in psychiatry so they deal with like more in and stuff mm. so they deal with uh, electroconvulsive therapy which is mostly required to a lot of our patients who suffer from stuff like schizophrenia mm-hmm. yeah or maybe really uh, intense mood disorders mm-hmm. yeah or psychosis Uh, but for a counselor it's uh, more practical work yeah so we mostly deal with talk therapy mm. and uh, we deal with uh, play therapy for children mm. or uh, anything basically that requires behavior modification or change so recently you were sharing that people tend to self medicate themselves like ah oh, you know what i'm i'm bipolar because they think it's cool it's not something that everyone would want to have mm-hmm. and there's nothing cool about that mm-hmm. And recently I learned that a friend of mine is going through that process and I had to be the devil and share it with the family the brother rather because I felt he had to understand what the brother was going through even though it was none of my business because we've been friends and um he helped me out when i was in high school you know having the right kind of uh, company really takes you through that session because when you're in high school i mean it's the toughest moment in your life you are just young a teenager you're crazy hormones are just you know in and out you hate everyone you hate yourself so if you happen to surround yourself around you know with people who really matter and care about you and they're true it's a good thing so he was among those people who i really cared for and i felt it was my responsibility to be there when he needed me so he has this moments when he's happy and sad at the same time you know and i was like no 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 so i had to ask another close friend of mine who told me he was actually diagnosed with uh, bipolar what disorder disorder yeah and he's under meds and he's coping well but right now he's in that phase where he doesn't want to talk to anyone so i just have to give him space yeah. and respect rofus mma this week was <laughs> <laughs> So you get so fascinated. Yeah, I, I mean this is a new sport. Uh everyone is into football. I hate football. If you ask me if you are a Manchester girl, just tell you I'm supporting Chelsea and I don't know I don't know anyone in that entire team. I don't know. I'm not much into sports. So I wouldn't know what you're talking about. What about um oh. eating? eating yeah it oh can gosh. be a sport <laughs> <laughs> it can be right yeah, am i we all know that too much of something is not good yeah but yeah. you know at times too much of something as well is also good i only want to get that into that <laughs> this guy for the first time in history he has his profile peak half should i call it half naked or oh swimming yeah he's oh, no, no, yeah. half naked yeah he's a stripper nowadays <laughs> he's doing good at it <laughs> Yeah. Because he must be rich. <laughs> <But> <laughs> good money. Make good money, yeah. <laughs> well, I've been to that first. The thing is I didn't know whether I was stressed or I was depressed mm-hmm. until uh, I think after I've healed then I shared the, the and the person I was sharing to was like dude you were depressed yeah. like all those symptoms wow, inside. Boy, like, it showed. And at that time I was um I had to stop um, my 
university education and to me it didn't sit well with me at all and at first I was just just being in denial like mm. no 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 I have my goals now mm. I'm, I'm going to to stress about yeah to go about them mm. so at that time you find some things to resort yourself with and another time I think that was the time like I was like experimenting with alcohol most of the time. Oh, you are? Yeah, I used oh, to. Oh, you come on, for real. Yeah, yeah I used One to. One of the symptoms of being depressed is uh, resorting to alcohol and drug abuse. Yeah. Because yeah, like it kind of like takes you out of sure. that feeling for a, but it's just momentarily so it's temporary. So that's how alcohol addiction also starts. So when I was actually doing my internship at Madare Hospital, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, most of the cases that I saw they were comorbid with comorbid basically means like in occurrence with mm-hmm. together at the same time mm-hmm. more than one. Mm-hmm. So most of the cases that I was dealing with over there were actually a disease plus drug abuse or mm-hmm. a disease plus alcohol addiction or mm-hmm. alcohol or substance abuse dependence. So um, yeah, it was pretty interesting because a lot of people who suffer from mental illnesses basically want to look for a loophole, a yeah, way sure. out, you know, because mm. whatever they are suffering from is really yeah. intense. Mm. So they re- do resort to drug abuse, which momentarily takes them out. But Once that didn't out. happen to you, right? It didn't happen to me. And, <laughs> but you know, funny thing, because mm-hmm. how I revamped myself, I still don't get it because I just woke up one day and uh, I was like, I felt sober. And I was this kind of person. You're lucky to have me as a friend. I think I was that level, you know, taking you to the (laughs) safest zone. So here you are. I know him, guys. He's really (laughs) gassing himself up. So at that time, I was like, you know, each time you feel like uh, I just wanted to be there, you know, to be, you know, Mm. high and just tipsy all the time. And I didn't want to to experience soberness because soberness brings you like we, you know reality dawns each time you're sober and so my so with alcohol I kept it like every time I feel like you know what I need you know I need to mm. put more fuel you know yeah and with, yeah exactly and this one time I woke up in the morning and I was sober like I woke up sober sober and I was mm. like um, I actually well, I asked myself, when was the last time I felt this way? Because it felt good, actually. Mm. It felt good, yeah. And I was like, well, this face, it has been this way. Uh, I've been mm. into alcohol for a while, and I don't think it's good. It was just self, self-evaluation. One thing I think I'm grateful for is um, I'm this type of person who comes back to his senses so quick, like... Perhaps maybe it's because of how you were raised, you know. Well, I don't know. I can't tell. <laughs> yeah, but that's how I am. Whenever in a situation where I'm, I know I will lose it, but then soberness just dawns this quick. So I just saw, to me, it was like, okay, alcohol and me right now, mm. no, this is not what I want for myself. Another thing, like, will I even get to, let's say, 30? If mm. we live, yeah, we live in this, live or survive, if this, this. The, like this is the part that I'm taking mm. and you know with me I keep I keep telling them and they make fun of it to me like oh, I'm looking forward to their getting goodness, <laughs> for their hundredth time come yeah, on like I'm looking forward to my 40th but they don't know but he wrote this letter know. to himself that he's been yeah. talking about for years yeah that a letter to a 40 year old self and he had this list of things that he thought he thinks he will have achieved by the time by um, the time he's 40 and he has this dream of his um, sipping whiskey in his that jeep was it a jeep that would be around 8 now, if I'm 40 now, I'll write a letter to, to my, let me, let me do 60-year-old me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then when I'm 60, it's when I will open it again and read it like, yo, how far now? <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with that. I'll be yeah, there. Actually, well, to know. me, actually, it really, actually, it works for me mentally, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because right now I'm like, okay, I still... I can't remember all the stuff I wrote in the 40, for the 40-year-old me, mm-hmm. but there are some that I... Mm. You know, they still stood up and they still ling in my mind. Mm. And um, I'm still going after them. So probably when I get there, I'll read and be like, okay, you've really achieved this, you haven't achieved this, mm. you know. So 
that's what the 25 year old you still look up to you and stuff mm-hmm. so it's also mental to me yeah. it's an exercise actually mm-hmm. yeah muslima why do this why did you decide to take this path because okay. there's so many avenues for yourself i'm pretty sure you're like i these are my dreams i want to go there and here you are yeah. why this Okay well when i first uh, actually took psychology i had no idea that i was actually going to be in this kind of course i've always known myself to be an empathetic person a mm-hmm. good comforter and a good listener so all through my high school and primary life if anybody of my friends had a problem uh, i would always be the one who could listen to them you know and uh, they could be the one that could always like mm. be there mm. like to talk to me yeah uh, if they had any problem like there was that trust i could say mm. and that comfort uh, but i didn't know exactly that this was psychology so mm-hmm. during my career path um i used to get very bored very easily trying to do other things hence when i finished high school i took a gap year mm. to figure out what i wanted to do mm-hmm. so it just you know one was teaching one was teaching children one was business after mm-hmm. that it was like no oh my gosh and then after that i wanted to just maybe go into religious courses on me mm. and then after that i was like i don't think this is for me so mm. yeah and then my mom suggested hey why don't you check psychology out So we looked it up and I was like I think this is something I can actually be comfortable with. Oh. So it was a really sudden plan and next thing I knew I was in university and I was doing psychology. So now you you are done right now? Yes, I'm done. I'm actually waiting for graduation. Yeah, mashallah. Congratulations on that Thank because you. that's the toughest phase for anyone to understand like what's my purpose. Yeah. You know, and people go to school, do law, I did law. Um and you realize this is what i wanted i did this so what next <laughs> and for people to do actually to actually venture in in a thing that they love mm-hmm. is one of the greatest gifts ever yeah. you know to ever do it rofus has been reading a book um tipping point right I used to used yeah, to, you you're done actually so you've been sharing a number Always. of things so he talks of um there's a point in life whereby you either get connected to other people that take you to the next level or find yourself that really transforms you to this all new level or this all new identity of an individual yeah i find it really interesting in that uh, most people don't know what they want to do with their life but all all i say is they need to take time to understand who they are as individuals mm-hmm. and that's the first step to to go about it how would you know that you're going through a phase should one start by knowing themselves first uh and if they find themselves in such a situation where now they're in sixes and sevens how should they go about it how should they approach it are you talking this in regards to a mental illness not or? expressly as mental illness uh-huh. but um um stress syndromes or oh, stress right. phase mm-hmm. or something like that because it starts building up that way right yeah well i think this starts when you start uh, when you realize you're having uh, very many breakdowns when mm. you feel like your mind can't function properly yeah. and uh, you can't be focused on something there's just too much going on around you mm. and uh, sometimes you know you might not realize that you're sick when sure. you are yeah. sick mm. just like how when you think you're having a common cold mm. or a, or a cough or something but when you actually go out to have it checked out it's something worse you know mm. like tb or whatever mm. yeah so i think with the, when it comes to mental illness and stress basically burnout all this kind of stuff yes there are symptoms that you can yeah but it just you know after a while of going through this people around you begin to notice or mm. you yourself also begin to notice and that's when you realize oh my god i have to do something about this mm. Yeah so um a couple of symptoms i think would be in regards to stress and burnout would be fatigue mm. tiredness no longer excited to do what you want mm. to do mm. uh you get this like you know if let's say somebody cancels on you or your patient or your client or whoever it is cancels on you you just get this extreme happiness oh my god yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't have to deal with this so mm. these are signs of burnout mm. and uh, showing signs that you are stressed on the other hand i think uh we at a place where uh, as jamal said such things as ocd is now the new cool be yeah. like oh you know what my ocd levels are, are not uh, you know yeah. yeah what else um 
bipolar disorder is the new cool people think if i set myself with that like probably um it feels good you'll get a number from a lady sympathy yeah exactly yeah. and another thing there is now we are with the social media uh taking over like everything for likes and for mm-hmm. retweets you know for the comment section and um there are those i don't know whether it's 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 psychological the dopamine effect whereby you want constant attention so you'll go an extreme to just seek for seek, that yeah, yeah seek for that probably you've seen that and you probably know a couple a uh, few people who like uh come on recently on twitter i'm more active on twitter and there's this an uh, addict actually <laughs> <laughs> i'm quite aware of that <laughs> <laughs> and there's this uh this couple who like you know they put everything on mm. on on uh, on on twitter and mm-hmm. like to a point like i know what's going with them you know yeah. what's the uh, they share everything like when they yeah. they're mad at oh, each other they they, oh, they met on twitter oh he's leading on bm and now we here you know so oh, stuff and um, and i realize it becomes it is an ad, ad, like it becomes an addiction graduates to and it's mental it's psychological and people don't realize that it's psychological are they doing this for money or no just money just cuz they put all the drama you realize probably you've come across such oh, all yes. the drama is in there yeah <laughs> and it it like there's that constant desire for attention the moment mm. you're not getting it you still want it But I think Rufus mm. what um, most people do that because they didn't perhaps maybe they didn't get attention from their parents now they want to seek it elsewhere. It could be a contributing factor. Just saying. Could be. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But there's many reasons for this. You see when something excites you like a drug, mm-hmm. yeah, you want to take it more mm. because it increases the dopamine levels, yeah, yeah. in your just like how Rufus said. So I think with social media it also works with dopamine because in the end of the day what are a couple of likes you know bunch yeah, of likes it, you. it it doesn't make any sense this is something we can we can just see people liking it but we don't really know what's the should i say science in yeah, yeah, yeah sure yeah. yeah or what's the logic behind it because um first of all it's online it's it's something you can just see but it's not, it's nothing uh, it's nothing physical as yeah, such yeah. because you don't know half of the people more than half of the people that actually like your mm-hmm. stuff or all of that so i guess yes it would be because of the dopamine levels because it excites you it makes you you know it's it's like a little drug mm-hmm. so there are people who are even addicted to mm-hmm. social media to their yeah. phones and we have to even deal with that in our path of career <laughs> so <laughs> do think uh in your path like years to come mm-hmm. that's what, th- th- those are the kind of patient you'll be dealing with them more <laughs> compared to the ones yeah. uh, you probably dealt with in mother like okay maybe something else as and uh, not to do with uh, social media stressing them in oh, the years like to come yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> okay well i hope not <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah cuz this is more of a behavior modification we are mm. talking about a habit that we are trying to run away from and, yeah. yeah and it's a little bit different when we are dealing are with we really something. changing it trying to change it really yeah trying to let's i would say trying to alter it or trying to mm. change it because you see when we are children and let's say your parents notice you doing something mm. bad like stealing mm. obviously they are going to make you change that habit yeah, they're yeah, going yeah. to teach you educate you yeah. mm. that this is wrong and try to mold you in the path mm-hmm. now for a child it's easier for an adult it's a little bit more difficult it's difficult because of the way we are conditioned because yeah. of the way we are wired because yeah. of the way we work yeah yes. actually i've realized that um in africa we've never given mental health rather a priority mm-hmm. we talk about malaria we talk about cancer now it's, it's a big thing but we never talk about the mental health affair because even the diseases they might be suppressed in the body by the help of the brain because the most powerful tool and that's the reason why the human beings are more powerful than any other species on earth it's because of the brain now mm-hmm. Our governments haven't developed any policy in light of mm-hmm. this agenda and it's not only in Kenya but in Africa at large. Um we're having a big population of young um adults who have masters and degrees and have no jobs mm-hmm. who are stressed and 
stress levels go build up into becoming like what Rofus was sharing building up to depression and all that and these are individuals who perhaps the system the society could feed in into this kind of thing but lucky enough um uh, we live in a generation where um we have no friends we have virtual friends on social media on facebook and twitter and whatsoever who know nothing about us so here we are we all by ourselves and we realize like fuck here i am i'm all by myself mm-hmm. what should i do where should i go to how mm-hmm. can one do that before reaching out to you like realize um i'm going through something and i have to deactivate myself first of all before you know seeking for help mm-hmm. yeah Okay, well, those are many topics you've touched on. So um, I'm going to begin by first talking about mental health in Kenya and sure, Africa. Sure. And uh, I understand that a lot of people are now talking about it because this is still an upcoming thing. We still don't have, uh, in Kenya, like a board of, of psychological, yeah, you know, yeah. like we have like a medicine board yes. or a board for lawyers, but we don't have one for psychology yet. Mm. But that is still in the making mm. because mental health is still coming up. Yeah. When I first took this path, when I first chose this career, I was told you're going to have no job. You're going to have no scope. Yeah. So for me, I was like, I still am going to do it mm. because this is what I want to do. This mm. is what I love. And I believe that. I can help people in ways that others can't, you know, that others can't yeah. understand. Because imagine being, uh, feeling something or wanting to say something but not being able to express yourself because there's nobody to talk to this mm. about. It's, it's not a nice feeling. So to be there for people who are actually going through something, for me, it's, it gives me happiness and joy mm. to help somebody. Mm. Yeah, and uh, I think uh, the gratification that I get from that also um the happiness that i get from that also mm-hmm. is it's it makes it's it's sort of like a win win mm-hmm. i would say that mm-hmm. uh another thing you touched on was uh regarding people who are jobless and stressed yes a lot of people in kenya africa they're going through a lot there is uh, rates of unemployment is high mm-hmm. population is high so jobs uh there's so much competition yeah. schools also yeah. and uh Unfortunately, something I can't help. But for somebody to realize that they're going through something, mm-hmm. like I said earlier, they will recognize the symptoms. And when you know you're going through something and you want to talk to someone mm-hmm. and you realize that I don't have anybody to talk to or to share with, that's when you realize that, yes, I do need to see a counselor because I think we're the most non-judgmental and very secretive <laughs> yeah. people. But I, I think mean, it's because of the stigma. We get paid after all. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. think it's because of the stigma uh, that yeah. um, mental mental disease that means you're schizophrenic or mm-hmm. you're crazy going berserk so you don't want to see yourself in that level of stress mm-hmm. because I guess people see themselves tied up in that white thing you know you know <laughs> and they feel perhaps if they go through such kind of situation seeing a psychiatrist or whoever that means they are leading towards that um, path mm. So perhaps people just feel, no, 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 I'll deal with it. Yeah. Well, apart from the stigma, I feel like we have painted such a weird picture about mental health over the sure. years. Yeah. Like the moment somebody sees mm-hmm. you're going to see a shrink, it yeah. goes, you know, <laughs> hey, you're crazy. Yeah. I mean, you're going to go see a brain doctor. What's yeah. wrong with you? You know, like you must be mental. You must be crazy. And that's the thing. You see, because we have done this, uh, we have painted that picture about this kind of thing that makes people feel so scared and so nervous about going to see a mental health yeah, professional yeah, in the sure. first place. But it's also expensive as well. Like, I can only imagine when you share the videos, which are great on Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, you reaching out to us, like, mm-hmm. this is what, if you're going through this, I'm here, uh, these are the symptoms perhaps, like what you're covering on social media. And I guess most of the time people will be like, how much will I pay for this? And I remember one of the questions you did ask on, on Instagram was, how much do you think, guys, you can pay for a session? Mm-hmm. You know, and how long should it be? Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the most interesting topics to, to cover because people know for a fact that it's super damn expensive to seek help in this kind of way. So how much will you charge? What was the response, by the way? Okay, a lot of people responded uh, positively. 
I was actually quite impressed. Mm. Some people were even suggesting that they would be willing to pay 2,000 per session. Mm. Uh, usually, in this kind of field, we limit a session to one hour. Mm. Five minutes, one hour. Yeah? It's fair, though. Yeah, yeah. Be fair enough, right? Plus, the demographics to do affect how much you should <laughs> charge because yeah. I think... As you earlier said, Africa and Kenya to be specific, mental health is a, it's something new. When we are trying to get a hold of it, actually people can't relate to it. Because I had a friend, she was suffering from anorexia. Mm. What's that? Yeah, uh, anore- yeah. It's an eating disorder. Eating disorder. Oh, where you choke yourself so that you can vomit. That's bulimia. Oh, that's, that's bulimia. bulimia. Yeah, it's like a form of self, sorry, self-starvation. Oh. You just avoid eating at all. Basically. The also psychological? It yes, is, it I is think. it is psychological because mm. um, as we know, uh, there are many reasons for being anorexic, but mm. I feel like one of the main reasons that stand out is that people are just, they have very low self-esteem. Mm. And when they look in the mirror every time, they just see themselves as some fat person mm. and they feel like they need to lose weight or they were mm. bullied in school or mm. there are very many reasons for mm. such kind of a disease. So I'm, I'm, actually, you're saying all this, but I'm picturing my sister because we actually don't understand what she's going through. Uh-huh. And... She's just growing skinny every other day mm-hmm. because she's working. What I get most of the time is, uh, but I, I usually say it's because of that stage she's she's at, perhaps maybe that's the reason why. Is she a teenager? Yeah, she, she no, she's not a teenager anymore. Mm-hmm. She's, I think, 20, 20, yeah, 20. Young adult. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, something like anorexia usually affects teenagers and young adults Mm. uh, because of low self-esteem and too much worry about your looks, your body, not satisfied with how you look like. Mm. And uh, sometimes even compliments from people like, hey, you're so skinny now or Mm. you look fine. It just Mm. doesn't satisfy them enough. Mm. So, yes, they need to change the way their mind thinks. And, you know, they need to... What we call that in psychology is cognitive behavioral therapy. Mm. Cognitive behavioral therapy. Yes, CBT. So, administering that, basically taking them through a session, a couple of sessions of psychological... uh, Let's say when they come for counseling, yeah, mm-hmm. we take them through CBT, which changes the way their mind thinks and mm-hmm. alternatively, uh, ultimately changes their behavior. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And what I was saying this is because um, the mother was told, oh, she's suffering from anorexia. And the mother was like, what is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why will she yeah. suffer from that? She can't eat. Just mm-hmm. eating, you know. So mm-hmm. it's more than just... <laughs> Not eating, you know. Yes. So, but I love that my pens are off us. And I pen a kijana, I use a kijana, I'm taiki. Oh, yeah, hard well, even could Oh, please. So, because yeah. I, look, I look at the West, huh? mm-hmm. America is really picking on mental health currently mm-hmm. and emphasizing more mm-hmm. of having men, a mental education mm-hmm. as, a, as part of the curriculum. Mm-hmm. And they insisted more on physical education and no mental education. Mm-hmm. Now, with physical education, they, that's why they are so big in sports. Mm-hmm. We have NFL players, basketball players, uh, these baseball players, mm. and all that. Mm-hmm. These guys will make lots of money, but mentally, they'll be damaged later. Yeah, they'll that's really why most of the artists, either they kill themselves yeah, exactly. with some They don't overdose. know how to handle this. Now, it's a wake-up call. Okay, I think we need to introduce mental Health, education, education, and of which we... In Africa, we've carried the same. We have PE. PE is not bad. Physical education is not bad. It's good. (laughs) But there's no mental education at all. Like, nothing to do with that. That is why even um, your career choice, Mm -hmm. it was like, oh, come on, there's no scope. You will never get money off this one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I was told, apparently. Um, Yes, Rufus, you're right, actually. But I think uh, there's no agenda for mental health because it affects everybody, despite whether you're famous or not or rich or not. So some people, uh, I feel like to an extent it can be ignorant when people are like, you're rich, you have everything. Why are you depressed? Yeah, why are you depressed? (laughs) (laughs) I was listening to Dave Chappelle, Mm -hmm. and this is what he was saying. Mm -hmm. You know this guy who, what's his name, this uh, famous chef who would walk around. Uh, he actually had din- uh, had a, an eat-out session with Obama. Mm. I've got his name. The one who committed suicide. Chef who committed suicide. Yeah, he's famous. 
His job is to travel to these luxury places, have dinner with the how like eat eat good food with the most famous people that you can what is name of Gordon him hmm. Obama and uh, Anthony Boden Boden yeah exactly Anthony yeah. Boden 2014 yeah. yeah Anthony Boden would he died in June 2018 he, he at the age of 61 suicide. Yeah, he's from yeah, France. He, yeah, he's from. He committed suicide, but his nature of job was to meet famous people, eat with them, have a good time with them. Mm-hmm. Come on, anyone would would love that. Mm. And Dev Dev Chappelle says he has his friend, a uh, childhood friend, mm. with whom he was going to. He went to Ivy League school. He was book smart and mm-hmm. all. Then the guy was like, um, Dev was like, Yo, you need to. I know you'll go faster with your career and all as a lawyer. However, uh, I think you should try invest more in mm. yourself, you know. Mm. As a person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Invest more in yourself as a person. Yeah, guys still didn't take the advice that serious. Years later, they meet with Dev. This guy uh, is no longer a lawyer, pract- uh, an advocate practicing all that. He works at a store as mm-hmm. a... I think one of the store managers. So Dave was like, this guy has been working for uh, on that job for the last 10 years and he's okay. He's so mm-hmm. hopeful about life. Mm-hmm. Yet there's Anton Bourdain here having the best job. Meeting everyone who is powerful. Yeah, exactly. He went ahead to commit suicide. This guy doesn't even think of committing suicide. He wants mm-hmm. to push through mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was the job. But so to... to To Dev Chappelle was like, why? Yeah, why? Like yeah. the other day, I was sharing about what Saguru was talking about. Um, I do listen to Saguru's podcast, mm-hmm. and he said um, there the, there is a gap in terms of you know generational gap. Mm. The people who are in the eighties are different compared to us in this generation. We were probably will kill ourselves by an instant just because someone told us, you know what, you look ugly. And you look fat. It's of what generation? Yes, it's of that generation, but, but think, uh, look at the pressure right now. Yeah, I, I think it's mostly to do with self-esteem. Yeah. Mm. Most mental oh, illnesses are really? caused by low self-esteem. He's 61. Mm. He's met Obama. <laughs> <laughs> what esteem yeah, does he need? <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, I have... I didn't get a chance to interview him on <laughs> So I can't tell no. if it's self-esteem or what. But uh, yes, We've uh, established that. <laughs> it's okay. I think there are lots of uh, stars, even stars whom I've admired, mm. who are suffering from so many mental uh, Stars disorders. you've admired, like yeah. who? Well, I really do admire Maroon 5. Ah, so, uh, you can guess, lead, most definitely. <laughs> She has this poster probably pinned on her <laughs> bed, <laughs> singer, that is a, bed um, or something. <laughs> the wall. I'll let your imagination run wild. Um, what's the name of this guy? Adam Levine. Adam, Adam Levine, Levine, yeah, exactly. the tarts. So, Adam Levine basically <laughs> suffers Here we from go. Uh, ADHD. Well, for, for real? Yes. I didn't know Attention this. Attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. So uh, he hmm. says he says in one of his uh, interviews that uh, sometimes paying attention is just really difficult. It's an extreme sport. Uh, another star that I really used to admire was the lead singer in um, Linkin Park. Boy, yeah, Chester, that guy, Chester, my Chester God. Benton. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so when I found out that he committed suicide... Uh, <gasps> Sorry. Is that the reason why, Rufus, you had that music playing? I don't want to be anything yeah, other sure. than... What I, how did you know that? That she 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 likes, you know... Yeah, no, looks up no that, that was Gavin Digro. But still, just trying to ah, keep that thing. Oh, no, yeah. If you watch My One bad. Tree Hill. Um, I know, yeah, Digro. <laughs> Actually, he had this sad song that I used to love so much when I was in college. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I had a terrible... Outbreak session, you know this. Mm. So it happened. So <laughs> it it really helped me out. That yeah. Moment. Okay. Yeah. Just uh, I'll definitely so, edit yeah, out yeah, this. He used to yeah. be one of the stars that I really used to admire. I mm. used to like his songs, uh, probably because they were like hard rock or something. Sure. Like that. Yeah, I used to like all that. Um, I the think, song that I guess we know <laughs> a side of her. She's she's punk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm full of surprises. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. 
So I would say that uh, the song he sung before he committed suicide yeah, was yeah, yeah. really deep, mm. and uh, it was a message. And a lot of singers, a lot of artists, basically mm. use their form of art as a way of expression mm. to what they are suffering from. Mm. Uh, when we look at artists like. Vincent Van Gogh. I have no idea who that is. Um, basically, he's a really famous artist who painted a really famous painting called Starry Night. Was I, it uh, an abstract art? I think so. I could say it was like an abstract art mm. also. Uh, when I started mm. art also, yeah. I am a part-time yeah, artist. Yeah, I see that almost. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so I did do some research on some famous artists who mm. were suffering from mental illnesses. And it turns out that he was suffering from depression. Mm. And not only him, but so many other artists whose, famous, whose paintings are famous right now. But back then... Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, well, in the case of the artist... Well, if he was an artist, he'd do amazing um, art works. Mm-hmm. Yet he had a mental illness. Because mm-hmm. I, I tend to think uh, what you do as an artist, that's part of mental uh, uh, fitness, yeah, you know? Yeah, it's a form of mental therapy. Yeah. But it art is. Art therapy. Mm. It is there. You know, the thing with mental, when it comes to anything regarding mental health, the mm. good thing is that it's so open, it's so vast. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have actually met a psychologist oh. who's closed-minded mm. because anything works with mental health, mm. whatever, apart from illegal things or drugs mm-hmm. that makes you feel better. Ecstasy and all that. <laughs> do it. So whether it's art, we have play therapy, we have play therapy for children, we have art. There's so much. I mean, if you research on the internet, there's mm. that water thingy and yeah. some really things that I don't even know their names because mm. there are so many the f- so many. The first time I had a conversation with her, it's because I was going through her. Um, it was one of those days I was going. I had a bad day. Mm. We usually say I had a bad day, but we just had a five-minute kind of moment that spoils your day. So we mm. feel like the entire day was spoiled just because of that one moment. So I was going through a lot, and I remember going through her timeline on Instagram, and I saw these pictures, and I like. I like this. So we conversed a little bit about them. And the next day I still had, you know, still going through that. And I decided to draw my own thing. And I remember I took a pen. Yeah, when I you walk it. in my in my living room, I have a tapo ju yeah. on a white piece of paper. And I took the whole day drawing that thing because they're small patterns and it really did help, you know, by the way, it really, it's beautiful. Senior Rofas. Yeah. Look at him. Oh, no, now you know, it's really helped. As long as it looks good in your eyes. Forget what yeah, uh, Who cares about him? Boy, I shall is beautiful. <laughs> Yeah. But it is, Mazen. Yeah. One of these days, I'll pin it somewhere and people will actually, you know, auction it and get good money off it. Oh, no. I think any form of art helps. I have a friend of mine, a very dear friend of mine who's a music producer, and uh, he expresses his emotions and his whatever he's going through by producing music, mm. making music, and he is really very good. And uh, I feel the emotions when I listen to his songs also. What song does he play? We can actually have a <laughs> listen. Um, he's there on YouTube, but I'm not sure he would want me to. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because he's kind of trying to lay low. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. So I'm going to keep that under the carpet. So, Shout so. out to Mr. Not... Producer. <laughs> yeah, he makes some really nice uh, yeah. songs there. So I think any form of art, whether it's music, fine arts, abstract art, um, mandala art, hmm. makeup. What's that? Huh? Sorry? What's that? What? Mandala art. Yeah. Okay, this is something my best friend does. Uh, it's basically, I know a couple of artists, but she's pretty good. It's hmm. uh, mostly like shapes, flowers, everything. Oh, yeah. Done in like a circular form. Yeah. Very intriguing and it's got like details yeah. and it's nice. Different colors as well, yeah. right? Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. How long does does it take to to actually create one? You know, one of this. I'm sure artwork. she can answer that question. Yeah, she, actually, Muslim, I came in with a bunch of people. You <laughs> got support from the brother yeah. Salima, who is a uh, feminist, and Sanoa. You're talking about her, right? Yes, I'm the best friend BFF. Yes. Love, love, love. No, oh. no, 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 not that deep. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh. Yeah. laughs> 
So perhaps you could say something about the kind of work you're doing, if it's okay with you, that is. Okay, so I don't have a deep concept behind it, honestly. I was just on holiday and I got super bored a lot. Mm. So I just started getting into art and... I experimented, I started doing it as a hobby and then people started getting interested asking mm. me to, you know, make commissioned pieces for them mm. and stuff like that. So I began selling them, I get extra money, uh. keeps me busy. So I made plenty of money over my holidays, oh. thankfully. So it's, it's good to have something on the side yeah. so you're not always asking your parents and, and it keeps me busy a lot. So it basically like, um, it's like concentric circles yeah. and then uh, you... Go on drawing. It gets big, bigger, what as do you big use? as you want. What did um, you use? What do you use actually? In I draw on canvas or paper, whatever people prefer, mm. but mostly canvas. And then like I use tools like a protractor and a compass mm, point mm. to do the circles. And then, yeah, then you draw with pen and then I paint on it. So mm. it takes um, for a big piece up to like 60 hours. What? Like I actually timed myself for one of the big ones I'd made for one of my friends and it took 60 hours on the timer. Like I timed it every time. She's like you. Well, <laughs> yeah. You. So 60 hours. Commission those kind of pieces. So mm. they have them in their rooms, their sitting rooms and they're, they're nice. Yeah, you, you can. Yeah, it's freestyle. I just uh, do what comes into my head. I never really draw it out with pencil or anything. I just do it. I'm just curious. When you were young, did you have an imaginary friend? Like but some. I do have a wild imagination. You, I like to write, and I used to write a lot. Hmm. So I can imagine stuff, I guess. And I love colors. I'm an architecture student, so ah, colors are a big part in my life. So it helps with the painting. So I can imagine good color schemes and all. Yeah. yeah, you can check out my Instagram. I post a lot of my work there. It's um, at Little Miss Dreamer. Yeah. On Instagram. So. Yeah, text me if you hear this. <laughs> Muslima. Yes. Um, if you tell people about mental, the only thing people know about fitness is physical fitness. Yeah, I'm going to the gym. Right. And yeah, so the whole idea of mental fitness. PE is a form of mental, mental fitness, fitness too because uh, physical and mental health are mm. related. Yeah, yeah. Physical health being a priority, of course, yeah. but accompanied by mental health because a lot of mental health symptoms are mm. physical. Mm. So when we're talking about somebody who's having a panic uh, attack or a depressive attack or whatever it is, yeah, sweating, shaking, uh, numbness, headache, all of these things are physical. So they are caused by your cognitions, mm. by the mental stuff that goes on in your head. Mm. So mental fitness would be keeping yourself physically fit, mm -hmm. keeping a good diet, sleeping properly, regular exercise, yes. Mm -hmm. um, to see a counselor even, you know, to talk out your problems because bottling them up is yeah. a way that your brain actually gets fried. Mm. And a lot of people have a lot of problems. And um, when we're talking about stress and uh, we're talking about just our problems only daily, day to day, there are people out there who suffer from worse, mm -hmm. more bad things. True. Apart from sickness, people who suffer from PTSD because of mm. being in war areas. Mm. True. So I think... Uh, Keeping yourself mentally fit is to also talk about it. Yeah, they, actually we live in a, you know, time where in Kenya we are going through a lot, like in Mombasa and Kwale, mm -hmm. the issue of violent extremism, where mm -hmm. you're having, uh, you know, a son or a daughter never getting to see their dad because their dad went to Somalia and every other day you're finding that home raided by police so there's that level of tension and I am aware that currently in Kenya we do not have people who can or you know psychiatrists or whoever who can actually handle or counselors who can handle such you know traumatic situations of that gravity because Dealing with terrorism and all that, it's quite something different, you know, like burnout is high for mm -hmm. both parties, the one who is helping mm -hmm. and as well the individual who wants to be helped. Perhaps have you thought, you know, through like 
helping out such individuals because we're in Mombasa mm-hmm. and this thing is there. Now we're having mm-hmm. gang-related affairs, you know, mm-hmm. a normal homestead of having a 13-year-old, you know, killing people, mm-hmm. raping women who are older than their grandma, mm-hmm. playing around. Because there are these cases in Kisauni where a 12-year-old sucks uh, the nipples of a 50-year-old woman. You can imagine how torturous this kid or the woman who has gone through this, mm-hmm. you know, is suffering or the family as well because there's embarrassment. There's also that level of how can this kid disrespect me to this level? What about mm-hmm. the kid as well? Mm-hmm. So have you perhaps thought of in future how to go about these issues? I think the first step in this is creating awareness on mental health because um, a lot of people are now beginning to you know know about it to, mm. to they're beginning to educate themselves and people like to listen to new things yeah especially the older generation i know mobasa is very culture oriented mm-hmm. like it's you'll find a lot of mixed people over yeah, there yeah, and yeah. a lot of muslims so it is a little bit of a challenge but yes people are accepting because there are so many organizations there mm. are so many youth there who are actually doing something and i have seen it mm. and creating awareness what i am going to do on 28th of this month is i'm holding a talk mm-hmm. uh inshallah that's going to take place near for jesus at a place called leaven house mm-hmm. okay so a ticket will be like 250 shillings only mm-hmm. for a talk on stress management and mental health awareness Mm. Yes. So this talk I have which I won't only be speaking I do have a panel of speakers who are also going to be there addressing this issue mm-hmm. to talk about the stress about what my target obviously is the youth because I know the young people are really stressed mm-hmm. out. Um it's not limited to the youth also just older people younger people anybody can come mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to address issues on stress mm-hmm. and we're going to educate people on what exactly mental health is about. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I hope I'll find time and come, you know. So are you going to provide some of these tips or yes, just have another session of... <laughs> this is not going to be a storytelling session. This is going to be how to manage your stress. You have stress, so what do I do about yeah. it? That's what people want to hear, you know. Mm. I'm stressed, so what do I do? I'm depressed, what do I do? So I figured that because most of our problems start from stress. Yes. Yeah, we need to have this talk on how we can handle it. Yeah. And we need to create more awareness mm. regarding mental health. And uh I'm a very neutral person. I'm not biased. I like talks on mental health and uh, promoting people. So we are going to have somebody from Amani counseling there. Awesome. We're going to have somebody who's uh into animals also animal right activists yeah. something like that we have one here <laughs> for real like in mombasa there's one yes fantastic in fact they're having uh, they're going to have a uh, uh, free vaccination for rabies i think mm. yeah in the morning wow. on that particular day yeah. also on makadara grounds so i really appreciate what people are doing and i would like to have them on this so that we can hear what they have to say about stress mm-hmm. management and mental health apart from that we're going to have some artists also who are going to be there including myself so mm-hmm. we can put up our pieces and everybody can take a look well muslim yeah. is there such thing as mental wealth the reason why i'm asking this mm-hmm. is cuz um, there's this guy his name is shalamain the god yeah. he's a radio presenter in the us and he wrote a book called shook ones and what? the shook? Tag, shook ones mm-hmm. the tagline was anxiety playing tricks on me yes. whereby he shared a lot uh, about uh, his battle with anxiety mm-hmm. yeah and he's he's a, he's a champion of mental health and his slogan is more of mental wealth mm-hmm. so um i'm yet to find what he actually means with mental wealth is there such a thing I guess there could be such a thing mm. uh not that I'm quite aware of but uh mental wealth would mm. be probably that you're really healthy in mm. your mind yeah Investing and uh, on your <laughs> mental <laughs> yeah I guess like you keep yourself really healthy up there mm. so at least you know like you have physical health and mm. mental health so it could go something like that but mm. actually if you can have uh, cause it, uh, he was 
he was invited by Lewis Howes in the School of Great- Greatness podcast. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he was he, he was expo- expounding more on that about mental wealth and uh, mainly like what I got is mainly of investing more in your um, everything mental investing more so there can there can there cannot be mental wealth without mental health exactly mm. if you want to be wealthy you need to be healthy healthy yeah so sure mental wealth basically uh, i would say is that uh, it's all the stuff that you need in order to function mm. well to be mm. a fully functioning mm. individual yeah actually shalamain was saying health isn't just about what you eat it's about what you are thinking and feeling too so it's mm-hmm. all about according to him is investing in mental wealth is what you put into your mind like what are you absorbing like your circle your friends what books are you reading remember last time jay black was also sharing about it's not about reading every other book sure but mm-hmm. what are you absorbing what are you feeding yourself with it's very important to know exactly what you are you know you are indulging in yeah and making your space your environment what you wear your happiness just investing in the positivity alone and actually is a champion of um mental health awareness and you know it's it's important to share all this for the sake of helping someone out there and it's sad that um the black community and africans as well are really bad at it you know yeah. how to deal with we don't do I think therapy for years we have thought it's a taboo or we yeah. have thought it's a possession maruhani mm. uh, what are the other words they use ushetani ushetani yes. and that is Uganda. why yeah. mm. But we had systems. And that is why the society does not accept anyone who is mentally ill. Yeah. We, in the past, when somebody was mentally ill, mm. from what I read in my research, is that mm. they were kept in confinement. Yeah. On a fungwa kamba. Either healed or died. Mm. Yeah. Or like chained like goats, mm. you know, or animals. Or used for medicinal purposes. Exactly. So I yeah. think that's very inhuman also. Yeah. Which is why from the DSM-4 to the DSM-5, when uh, classifying... Uh, mental illness mm-hmm. uh, instead of calling it um, mental retardation mm. yeah we have now changed the name to intellectual disability yeah. it sounds much more humane than oh, yeah, saying sure. mental retardation intellectual <laughs> instability yes. Yes. i like that we have uh, stereotyped the yeah. name so much which is why every other person has in quotes ocd or yeah, yeah, yeah. you know or is bipolar just because you have a couple of mood swings yeah, or because you sure. are a little bit of a perfect kind of person does not mean you have yeah. ocd, OCD. Yeah. or bipolar exactly he's been actually <laughs> saying this for years like yeah because i've seen like it used to be a thing on t- on most of them my timeline i'd see oh my ocd can't allow me to do this i'm like what is this you mean like come on mm. oh. i think i think people need to prioritize actually on mental health and they're not just aware of what really i don't think they're aware of quite in of how intense something is, like ocd uh, is can be. yeah sure it's and just very easy to say it but it is actually like being in a loop of something doing it over and over and over again how many of us have watched um, dr strange Mm. Has, has the, seen the, the movie at the end of Doctor Strange when he's in a loop oh. all over again mm. uh, making deals with Dormammu doing the deals over and over and over again until Dormammu accepts so <laughs> putting this in a very not ah. official way that is what OCD is basically yeah. <laughs> so far by the way in your entire team um, I've seen Salma you know coming out Salima. clearly Salma right Salima Salima oh, yeah. okay <laughs> Salima actually coming out clearly like you know what I'm a feminist and that's <laughs> <laughs> the best way to start a conversation right she's a good conversationist i can confirm that come like, on she's you know she, yeah she's a profession yeah. <laughs> he <laughs> loves doing I this wish, <laughs> <laughs> i wish i wish you'd be the one sitting next to me and not her because she kept quiet all through the journey who um salima sanoa no sanoa For real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you we actually went the bus and uh, <laughs> I was actually like leaning on the other Wait, how long was the trip? <laughs> seven, seven hours. hours. Yeah. Rufus got to experience seven hours of me 
torture. <laughs> no, it wasn't torture what? actually. <laughs> no wonder you're always ha- angry about something, Not right? Not torture at all. <laughs> seven, hour, no, seven, seven hours of hard, that's torture. Ooh. Seven hours of Muslim or fun, trust you. For real. Yes. You're taking sides <laughs> now? <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I can tell because they're telling me about them being, have to go separate ways and you have to book another hostel, they couldn't stay together and stuff. How like, long have okay. you been friends? Oh, 23 years. 23 years. Wow. That's her whole life. <laughs> For real, uh-huh. 23 years, like, yeah. Yeah. our mothers, yeah. our moms are like friends. friends. Yeah. Yeah. You are forced into you yeah. guys being friends. Yeah. Yes, That's so nice. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever like quarreled about something oh, silly plenty of do times. all the time really? plenty of times yeah thought of stabbing each other <laughs> oh like yeah <laughs> I have killed her in my dreams <gasps> <laughs> for real nah I'm just kidding <laughs> look at her she's like I've done it like yeah, I don't care I've done it so many times yes. thank God for that ribbon anyway yeah it's really <laughs> helping out so Rofas how did you feel like hanging out with this two as with this time? two yeah uh, the 28 hours of travel. <laughs> no, seven, seven hours. Seven hours. Seven hours. What you I just made it sound hours. like it was like forever. What I, what I picked up from them? Yeah. I, we didn't even talk. You're like, uh, <gasps> please. Yeah, it was fun. Actually. Everybody has a story. Yeah, I love strangers. Everybody has a yeah, story. Everyone has a story. Actually, yeah. this this month, see, I've been we trying to be here if we didn't uh, talk, you see. Yeah. With us, you wouldn't have cared. Yeah, yeah sure, I do. Whatever. <laughs> but here we are, thanks to the chit chat you had for seven hours. Yeah, because the next thing I told Jamal, yo, I have met uh, this girl. Her name is Muslim. I can check her on. We need to have on yeah, our podcast. Yeah, that's my Instagram name also. Yeah. Yeah. Just put my name. Actually, that day I wanted to mute him. Um, deal with something else <laughs> but he kept talking about it I was like yeah yeah oh yeah alright I was not there yeah <laughs> but it was fun I really enjoyed the journey all through yeah yeah. I'm glad yeah. Um, back to your question that you had asked about schools yeah um, I think yes a lot of schools need in fact I'm surprised that a lot of our schools in Kenya do not have a counsellor employed mm. well there is a teacher and a counsellor mm-hmm. even at uh, you know some of the high schools but none of the students yeah. are interested in mm-hmm. meeting them or sharing anything with I them I feel like that's because they do not know what it's about and uh, I yeah. can blame Nobody about this because uh, we're basi- we're basically like not uh, knowledgeable or not educated mm. on this. Because when I was in school, also I wouldn't trust my teachers. I mean, I couldn't yeah. trust them because I know if I talk to them, they'll go talk to they'll my parents, snitch, yeah. or they'll just tell each other. So having somebody who is actually a counselor who actually gives you comfort mm. and proves to you that yes, I can be trusted. Earns it, rather. Yes, rather. You have to earn your position. Yeah. And it's not easy, but it's it's worth it because that is your field, that is your job. Mm. Uh, yes, then I think we can make a difference. We Are we putting pressure by saying that on counsellors on school? Because it might sound like it's pressure on them. Like, I now this is your responsibility <laughs> to make sure that these kids trust mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Yeah, it is pressure, but I would also pressure the higher teachers, the headmasters or whoever the board or Mm -hmm. even the Kenyan board who is in charge to actually have it that we put counsellors in every school. Yeah. You know, because uh, it is very important these days for youngsters to be guided because all these youngsters who are going through school are not perfect. So many of them are also going through a Mm, lot of things at home that we are unaware about and the teachers are unable to handle because you are a class teacher or you are a subject teacher and you're teaching 40 students Mm. and even that, that's not one lesson the the whole day. So the pressure on the teachers also is too much. So we do need to have like a separate uh, counsellor, counsellor, teacher Mm. who actually just does counselling for the students because there's a lot that is going on in high schools Rufus young boys being sodomized by 15 guys just because this guy is cool or is being favored by his circumstances bullying bullying, bullying is back yeah. and then you're told mm-hmm. you have you have to suppress it and bullying is both both ways from teachers as well as students yes. and it's bad i remember i had to switch schools when i was in high school 
to go somewhere else. So did I. You know, and it was so bad having the entire school hate on you because you're just being real. Mm. You didn't choose to be a prefect, you didn't choose to speak proper language or proper mm. English or whatever. You just happen to know these things. I was a prefect a funny enough. Yeah, yeah I was a, a prefect funny enough. <laughs> <laughs> I bad one, right? No. <laughs> Please don't no, tell me you told on your friends. <laughs> ah, yeah, it's not yeah. as niche. He had this weird uh, afro. I was like, most of the time, I'm, I'm, I'm not that welcoming. Okay. Yeah. yeah I can and quiet a lot. You're skinny. <laughs> most probably people will be yeah. like, ah, that skinny guy is evil. <laughs> me and... So no one will want... <laughs> no one. Most of the... Actually, in high school, in a boarding setup, most of the, like... Uh, the dining captain because he's in charge of the food like and that's their most oh, yeah, hated we've known each other <laughs> like forever forever oh, since childhood yeah. that doesn't make me and Sonoma we're the first <laughs> no, we've had our moments yeah. yeah you know probably the head boy and entertainment captain entertainment those are the like yeah. the most like and the on. Red Cross chairman and yeah. wildlife because of the trips the trips yeah, yeah. But Very you, the others are no one pays attention. Yeah, no one. They're not all that <laughs> so, important. Yeah, like you to yeah. be among the other. Well, you're just a prefect. <laughs> no one pays attention. I was the bell <laughs> ringer, and no. I was the most important individual <laughs> in the entire school. Tell me, you rang the bell early? Yes. At times <laughs> when I was in the mood, I would walk slowly, and everyone would look at me walking towards the bell, and they'll be like. And I was like, yeah, and he did just, ta, ta, ta. I was the cool guy, Mazel. And by the way, when you ring the bell, you don't go back to class. You walk your way towards the food, you know. <laughs> so I was that guy. So I was the cool guy. So people didn't like that, I guess. And I went through a lot. So I decided, you know what? I wouldn't do this anymore. I have to switch schools because it was so bad for me in that I felt everyone hated me. You know, I was all by myself. The same people you went to school with, they wanted nothing to do with you just because you were this new person and everyone liked you. And I had to change that. So the rest is history, you know. And I feel people should love, should learn to stop hating and just... Be uh, kind. Yeah, yeah be, be kind, kind because here we are today doing what we love doing and they're where they are, you know. But I'm not saying this because like, yeah, now karma has it for you. But I feel it's important to appreciate everyone and treat them nicely. Mm-hmm. And that saves you a back list of um, stress. Because I feel also there's need to have... Um, um, not schools rather, the community setup. My biggest dream actually is to have dispensaries because they're in each village to have someone, a counselor within these villages. Because just imagine if in in a constituency there are about 15 um, dispensaries and there are about two in each village, that means we'll have more counselors and the society will have peace because now the families will reach out to these individuals and share you know what they're going through and find help because right now as we speak in religious leaders have a problem like they are a source of comfort you know you go every friday you look up to the sermons every sunday you look up to the sermons where you, you know you get that spiritual and and you know richness or whatsoever or mental wealth rather but here we are today we want nothing to do with such individuals you know we hate on them as well because perhaps they're living their life in a very different kind of setup from mm-hmm. how we believe especially millennials they want nothing to do with kadis sheikhs whatsoever but i feel there's need to have this setup of counselors in each dispensaries in each village setup so that people can reach out because parents now don't want to deal with their children they want to send them to school so that they have time for themselves yeah yeah. Uh, yeah yes i learned from this quite a lot like it was very nice to um speak to you guys to know that there are more people out here sure. who are very open about mental health who are mm. quite aware of it and uh, to get a chance to make this podcast yeah yeah which it would be not possible otherwise yeah. without you guys 
So shout out sure. to JFM. Thank yeah. you so much. And uh, the most important thing I would like to tell everybody outside here who's listening to this is that do not forget to give yourself a time out. Um, things can get overwhelming. Your brain needs a rest. Sure. So don't forget to take some time out. Don't forget to rest. And most importantly, don't forget to be kind to mm. yourself and others out there because you don't know who is suffering from what. Yeah, yeah my Instagram handle is muslima.isak, E-S-S-A-K. I'm also a part-time artist mm. and uh, I'm also a yeah, counselor. <laughs> I am a counselor mm. by profession and uh, I hope to see most of you people who are listening to this on the 28th at For Jesus Leaven House where Inshallah. I will be having my talk. Sure. Yeah, sure. Yes. So I'll say that a range of mental health interventions across the continent are leading to clinical improvements. Mm-hmm. For instance, uh, since the early 2000s, a series of randomness or randomized Controlled trials in African countries have provided compelling evidence that mental health interventions are highly effective. This include mm-hmm. pharmacological, pharmacological and uh, psychological interventions. Many of these have used non-specialist health providers in local communities, reducing the cost of care. And for instance, in northern Uganda, for example, scientists have shown significant improvements in depression and daily functioning by using group interpersonal therapy. These were delivered by local non-specialist facilitators. And Uganda is big in doing this, especially in the health sector. And I hope that Kenya can actually adopt this. In Zimbabwe, by the way, um, the president, the former president of Zimbabwe, actually I like that guy, died this week at yes. 95. 95 that guy was great, man. <laughs> I hear he was a dictator. He w- They always say, <laughs> the queen is a dictator, no one talks about that, but mm-hmm. I feel when it comes to African leaders expressing themselves in a different way, it mm-hmm. becomes a problem. Trump is a dictator. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves him. But I feel people lead in different ways. I guess you'll always have some that like you and some that don't. Exactly. It's a circle of life. Because at the end of the day, it depends what the media portrays about you. And mm. they can make the villain look... They can make the hero look, look, very look very bad, you know. And we should actually be non-judgmental and learn from history because history molds our future. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very important. But that's my perspective. I was saying in Zimbabwe... Uh, primary care clinics in Harare have introduced a friendship bench, a counseling intervention delivered by lay health workers, significant improvements in depression, anxiety, disability, and health-related quality of life have been noted, as well as Rwanda. That's why they've been forgiving about the events that happened to them. That's why they are improving the economy. They're employing more women in different um, government, you know, opportunities. And I feel if we have a healthy, smiling community, then I don't know how we ranked Kenya as a smiling nation. Are we smiling more now? Are we? I don't think so. We, how often do you smile? How often do you smile? You smile a lot. I think it's a 50-50. 50-50 affair with her? Well, I, I buy that. I buy that. <laughs> How about you guys, Adnan? Do you smile you know, frequently or just now that I've asked you this question? It's okay. So at this point, I'll love to love you and leave you and say thank you, Sana, to Muslima. And the team as well. We didn't have Jay Black as usual. He had other errands to work on, I guess. Um, remember, this is about you podcast. It's probably sponsored by Diani Reef Resort and Spa. It's not a hotel. It's a way of life. It's located in Diani. And as of this point, you can listen to this podcast on all podcasting platforms. Uh, our website is jayfm.co where we speak music and by speaking music is literally speaking music where we podcast no filters and definitely no bullshit so as of this point thank you sana see you next time